Welcome to the Business Intelligence Portal podcast. Join us as we discuss how BI and analytics professionals achieve proper governance and high user engagement with their BI. Throughout this series, we will share practical approaches and tools for successfully implementing a BI portal. Now, let's dive in. Marius, welcome to this uh, first episode of our podcast here, the BI Portal podcast. I'm excited to be on with you. I am excited as well. I'm looking forward to having many of these together. So I thought um, probably makes sense to do sort of a couple of intros to start and uh, give a bit of background about what we're going to be talking about here. And then uh, we can jump into our first episode. But I guess uh, I guess I'll start. So Mike Smitherman, I uh, work over here at Metric Insights. I've been on board for over a decade now. I think it is we've been working together. And, uh, you know, my career has spanned a number of vendors in the business intelligence space. So obviously I've seen a lot of uh, successes and challenges over the years with business intelligence. And obviously one of those we're trying to address here at Metric Insights, and we'll, we'll talk about that more during this series. But yeah, Marius, welcome. Maybe you can give a quick intro. So um, I'm Marius Moscovici, and I am the founder and CEO of Metric Insights. Uh, I've been at this for a long time. Uh, it was, uh, it's been in the business intelligence space, I guess, since 1989. So I don't even, I don't even want to not count how many years uh, that I, is. I was still at school, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. So I'm, I'm, I think that makes me a grizzled veteran, right? So, uh, and I, you know, I'm excited about that to be here with you. Uh, and uh, let's, I think the goal of this podcast is going to be all about sharing some information that people can take away and apply to their business intelligence environment to make their BI portal initiatives better. Uh, and uh, so, you know, very excited to participate in that. Good. So let's um, maybe let's intro the, the idea of a BI portal a little bit. So I know. Uh, you know, the general theme of the podcast for these first few episodes is talking about, you know, the, a, a BI portal initiative and how to sort of onboard one and, and go about justifying one, that sort of thing. But it might be worth sort of stepping back a little bit and talking about, you know, why, why do people need a BI portal in the first place? Um, you know, maybe, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how Metric Insights came to fruition, right? Why, why are we in this BI portal space? What, what are the frustrations with BI? Yeah, so I think I before Metric Insights, I'd probably been involved in hundreds of different BI implementations. I actually had a consulting company uh, back in the in the '90s uh, that did uh, business intelligence consulting for companies all throughout Silicon Valley, and uh, there, there was sort of this, I'd say, recurring theme of a problem that I saw time and time again at every single company: small companies, big companies, technology companies, healthcare companies, you name it. And it was all about the fact that, you know, there was this poor engagement with BI. You know, people, there were dashboards were out there, lots of reports were out there. And, but invariably, everyone struggled with usability. People looked and said, I'm just, I deployed the system uh, for the first uh, 30 days. There was lots of usage and now no one's using it six months later. And so Metric Insights from its inception was all about solving that problem. It was all about thinking, rethinking the whole idea of how do I really engage users with BI in such a way that they're actually going to come back and they're going to get value and you're going to get sustained sort of value in a, in a way that enforces governance as well. And that's the, that was the genesis. Yeah, and so so the idea really behind the portal then, if we share with with the listeners here, is you know 
BI has been somewhat a victim of its own success, right? There, there is no lack of content and reports and dashboards and metrics and spreadsheets out there today in organizations, right? The, the, the problem is not that the content isn't there in a lot of cases. The, 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 the problem is for the average user, you know, how do you get access to the right thing and know you can trust it when there's 10 different versions of everything? Yeah. Uh, and for the analysts, how, how do you get better control over your environment, really? And so that, that's the idea behind a, a BI portal. Um, and there's lots of content out on our website at metricinsights.com about you know, the, the details behind that. But you know, we wanted to focus for these first few episodes on you know, how do you go about delivering a BI portal initiative in, a, in an effective way. So you know, let's jump into this first, first episode, Marius. So in today's episode, this first episode, we're going to talk about how to generate support within your organization for a BI portal initiative. Well, we're really starting at the beginning here, right? You, you're, you're thinking about it. You've maybe bought into the idea. Uh, you, know, you, you recognize the, the need that you just described, Mike, that you've got lots of different analytics out there. People are not consuming them the way they should, or they're consuming the wrong analytics. The classic example of users showing up meeting with two different reports uh, on the same topic, things like that. Um, so we're going to talk about how do you do that, right? And, and so maybe we can start the discussion, Mike, by, by talking about, you know, why it can be challenging in many organizations uh, to get the a BI portal initiative off the ground. Yeah, so, yeah, we're seeing this all the time, right? And I think, you know, it's, it's worth pointing out that for yeah, a lot of companies who are investing in a BI portal, right? They're pretty sizable organizations in a lot of cases. So they're potentially, you know, delivering BI to certainly hundreds, if not thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of users across the organization. And yeah, any project for an, for an organization of that scale has its challenges, right? Because it affects a lot of things in the organization. And so, yeah, it's not just about implementing a uh, a piece of software, right? It, it affects a lot of people. It affects a lot of um, parts of the organization. And so, yeah, what is the challenge? Well, the challenge is to first off convince people that you know there is that, that this change is worthwhile, right? And it's going to be effective. And then, you know, secondly, you know, how, how it's going to benefit them and get their buy-in because ultimately you need these people involved and, and bought into it to, to make it work. And, you know, what are you trying to change? Well, you're trying to change the, um, the sort of paradigm of today, you know, if a business user has a question about data, um, you know, in this chaotic world of BI that we have today, you know, if, if the report isn't at their fingertips, the first thing they do is pick up the phone to an analyst to get their question answered. You know, the analyst who's overwhelmed with content and doesn't know what's getting created across the organization, if they don't have the answer and that report at their fingertips, they go create another one because it's easier. You want to change that paradigm where a lot of wasted time is going on to one where, you know, it is easier to go and consume the BI that exists already through a portal that you know you can trust it and you know it's uh, the right report you should be looking at. So to instigate that change and convince people that that change is worthwhile is, is a big challenge. And so, you know, that's, you know, whether it's, a, whether it's us selling software or whether it's a company who's trying to instigate a, a BI initiative, that's the challenge that they go address. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, it's a pretty big education uh, challenge essentially, right? You're educating yeah. people on the problem and, and you're telling them, you know, and you're explaining how this is going to solve it. How, 
can you talk a little bit more about the message there, right? Because obviously you've got different stakeholders. Yeah. So what are the different stakeholders? What is the kind of way that you you typically see? Because you talk to you know, customers all the time that have to go through this process. So what do they what do they typically do? Yeah, so you're right. I, I think you can break down the stakeholders into into a number of different groups, right? So there's there's business users, there's consumers of BI in the organization, right? These are the people who, you know, want, you know, have a hunger for data. They, they need data to help their day-to-day -day job, but, you know, they're not spending, you know, 12 hours a day slicing and dicing reports and, you know, looking at um, details in data. They just need stuff at their fingertips to, to answer it, right? And they're the people who are picking up the phone today when they can't find that quickly, right? They can't find their answers quickly. So, you know, you need to convince those people who, you know, let's face it, we've been telling these people for what probably a good part of the decades that you've been working in this space, right, that we've got a solution, right? Yes. Uh, and the solution historically has been, hey, we're going to create better reports for you, yeah. right? We're going to create prettier dashboards for you, and that's going to solve this problem. You're not going to have to pick up the phone to the analyst anymore. And in doing that, we've just caused more chaos, right? So we've got to convince them that this time we've got the right answer, right? And, you know, how are we doing that? Well, you know, we're, we're recognizing that we, we have kind of stumbled in the past and the answer is not new reports and not more reports. It's really just a reconciliation and a consolidation of what we have already and making it easy for them to access it. So, you know, convincing them that it's going to be easier to go to the portal than pick up the phone to an analyst and get in line with everyone else to get your questions answered. That's the message that we go give to those folks. Yeah, so there's the business users, there's there's the technical team, right? And I think so, you know, whether it's IT, who, whoever's investing in, in BI today, um, yeah, I think they challenge they're probably challenged in justifying their BI initiatives today, right? Because a lot of times, you know, you would justify BI with engagement numbers, right? And say, hey, yeah, we're spending all this money, but everyone's using it. Well, reality is, as you know, we'll walk into many customers where, you know, over 50% of the content is never getting looked at that we create, or, you know, more than 50% of the BI tool licenses that we're paying for and that we've allocated are actually never going used, right? So, you know, in putting a portal in place, you know, you can strive to up, up, update that engagement number, right, and, and get it higher. And so, you know, the message to IT is, where we, we can help you justify your BI spend, right? By showing that it's getting used, it's valuable to the organization and, and you know, you should be investing in BI because, because you're getting results out of it. So business users, IT, um, more and more, there's this governance discussion going on. I'm sure you're hearing yeah. that in the customer base, right? So sure. yeah, it's termed data governance. Um, there's a lot of money going into projects with tools like Alation and Calibra. It's all about sort of governing the data and making sure, you know, you recognize when there's sensitive data or PII data and making sure it's categorized properly. And, you know, all that effort is going on there. Um, but a lot of times that doesn't see the light of day with your, with your business users. So, you know, justifying those projects is actually becoming challenging, right? Everyone has to do governance, but, you know, why, why, um, why are you doing it and what's the value of it? 
Um, well, yeah, a BI portal, as we'll see as we get into this series, can actually start highlighting some of that effort as well. And so there's a story to the governance team that, you know, if you invest in a BI portal, all that effort you're doing around usage policies of data and, you know, identifying and categorizing data can actually flood its way through to business users and help them become more literate in what they're looking at. So the whole data literacy piece can actually come to fruition. Um, and then, you know, I think the final group is obviously the exec team, the management team, who's going to pay for this initiative, right? Typically, um, and yeah, reality is they probably fall into one of those three groups somewhere um, as well, right? So they're either, you know, it's being picked up by IT or, you know, it's business stakeholders who are throwing in budget to pay for something like this. So they're, they're directly benefiting from what we've just spoken about. But, you know, as well, you've got to get their buy-in in terms of, you know, this is a, an organizational change, right? It's often tied into other initiatives. And, you know, you, you need to get them on board as well and show that these, these BI projects are going to get cost justification if they spend in it. That's really interesting. I, I think what you present is, 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 I think, very nuanced. And I think what's interesting about kind of that perspective is that you really looking at it through the lens of saying for each of these stakeholders, what is the context that they're coming at it from? Right. Right? How do they think about it? And therefore having the message filter in through that context. And yeah. I think it's, it, it's really fascinating to think about how that message is so different for the executive team versus the data governance versus, versus the, the BI person. Yeah, and it's, I think it's the nature of a portal, right? At the end of the day, you know, you know, some software is very simple, right? It's benefit, you know, a report is benefiting a, a, an end user who's using that report, right? A, a portal, it really does have benefits across the organization. There's the analyst team as well, obviously, that I didn't touch on, right? Who, you know, their frustration today is they're putting all this effort into building content, but no one's actually using it, right? So, you know, the, the value to them is, okay, we can get our content being used and focus our time on high value analytics activities, whatever it might be, right? So yeah, lots of different stakeholders. It's important to map that out in your organization and understand who those people are and then get them on board early and, and show them the value. What about the, I mean, and so that's the sort of most subjective kind of, you know, get, get the right messaging to the right folks. Do you find that it's necessary to do more hard ROI type business case analysis for this as well? Yeah, it's, um, so in an ideal world, yes, right. Um, you know, the more you can justify numbers, the, the better, especially in the BI space, I guess, right. So, um, you know, the challenge I think is that, um, you know, BI in general, whether it's creating dashboards or reports or putting a portal in place, it's challenging, right? Because no business ever sort of, you know, no, no business went out of business just because they didn't have a report or a BI tool overnight, right? It's not like a call center mm -hmm. where you go buy a telephone switch. If you don't have it, you don't have a business, right? It's an easy sort of justification. Um, so the the challenge is, you know, how, how do you put hard hard ROI numbers on something like this? Because, you know, you deliver a report and everyone's using it. Still, if they don't take action on that, then you're not going to see any improvement in the business, right? So, and how do you guarantee anyone's going to take action, right? You, you've got no control over that. So, 
yeah, I think I think there are some ROI numbers that you can put to it, and we can talk about those. But um, I think you have to really think about it in, in the context of your own organization, what's going on, you know, where some of the challenges exist, and then you know, pull out the hard ROI, but also look at the subjective stuff as well. And if you are an organization where that hard ROI is required, right? Yeah. Say, you know, maybe a lot of a lot of uh, companies I see, they have, you know, for all new initiatives, there's yep. a board that needs to decide that internally with different stakeholders. And one of the things they ask for in the business plan is an ROI. Mm -hmm. How do you recommend that people go about yep. building that ROI? Yeah, so we'll, uh, and we'll put something on the screen here. We, we kind of promised at the beginning that we'd, we'd give you some tools to, uh, to help out in, in the processes that we talked about. So, uh, there's a, if, if you're watching this on, on the video version of the podcast, you'll see this. And there's also links in the description to these tools that you can download a, a spreadsheet and a, and a PowerPoint that sort of talk through the calculations of, of what I'm going to speak to here. But um, yeah, I think the important thing is to talk about hard ROI in terms of um, potential. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to put their neck on the line and say, you know, if we deliver a BI portal, we can take 10 people out of the organization and not have to pay for them anymore. Or, uh, you know, by putting a portal in place, we're going to bump revenue by X percent, right? It, it's just no one should put their neck on the line for that. But there are a few areas of sort of potential that I think you should highlight to your management team. Um, and you'll see in the spreadsheet that we're sharing, it's things like um, cost savings, time mm -hmm. savings as it relates to some of the stuff we've been talking about already. So a lot of time goes in on the analyst part in terms of scrambling to answer these questions that, um, that, that business users have because they can't find whether a report exists and because they end up creating a new report, even if there's a duplicate out there already. Um, so you can show a sort of cost saving to say, okay, you know, if that 50% of reports that wasn't getting used does actually start to get used, that's a whole amount of time that we can take off the analyst plate in terms of creating duplicate content that they can put towards mm -hmm. other things. So, you know, you'll see in the spreadsheet that we're looking at, you know, if you take the the average hourly cost of those those people and you you work you know you you map it out in terms of cost savings, there's there's a potential cost saving there that um, you you can put in place. And same on the business user side, if people are hungry for, for content and they're spending an hour or two every day or even every week across you know thousands of users that you can take off them because they can find content easier, because they can get their answers quicker and it's accurate. You know, again, that's a cost saving on the business side. Um, new people joining the, the organization, right? How long does it take to train up an analyst on what content is out there already or train up a business user on what reports they should be using rather than give them a login to the portal that leads them to that? So there's a whole time-saving piece that um, I think you can look at and, and tie it to uh, a potential, yeah, an opportunity cost, I think you would call it, more than a sort of cost takeout of the business. Um and then, yeah, I mentioned up front this this idea of a license saving as well on the on the BI tools. So you know, Marius, right? We'll go into these organizations on day one. They're spending in a lot of cases millions of dollars on on BI tools across the organization. 
yeah, because they don't know who's using what, the, the sort of de facto is we'll give a license to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going unused, right? In a lot of cases, a lot more than 50% of what you're paying for, right? And, and that's twofold. Some is because people just find them too hard to use. They can't find the right reports and dashboards, as we've been talking about. And some people actually probably will never use that BI tool. And it's not because they don't need data. They just need data in another way, right? That we'll maybe get into in a future episode. You know, maybe they just need some summary metrics or maybe they just need it in their email. And they're never actually going to log into the, the underlying tool. Um, well, you know, you can take that license out of the business. A portal will let you identify who those people are and it will hopefully engage the other people. So there's not that wasted cost going into the business. So there's certainly some some areas that you can start to highlight and you got to look at your own company a little bit on, on what's going on there. Yeah, I think I think you put your finger right on it because those are, those feel like very defensible. Uh, to yeah. your point, the first statement of I'm going to save them the company this amount of money or increase revenue, it's hard to defend that in a credible way because uh, there's so many variables. But but what you put put your finger on there is the the amount of time it takes for somebody to come up to speed when they're first hired. That's pretty easy to defend. The amount of time people might spend every month looking for reporting, pretty easy to defend. And then if you do have a scenario like you described, where you know like we have a customer with thousands of uh, uh, you know retail stores where they were able to pull out a, a the, the BI tool licensing from those stores because they could deliver a solution much simpler, a much simpler solution because those folks really didn't need the the full the full uh, fledged analytics and that's a obviously that's a very straightforward uh, sell as well. So I, I think that's a great point. What about so once you're done with those sort of tangible top ROIs? I mean, it feels like there was, when you were just describing the benefits earlier, there's kind of an intangible aspect here as well, right? There's a, there's a, how, how happy am I with, uh, with the BI system? How feel, how, how much am I willing to use analytics because I have this experience versus not use it at all? Uh, speak a little bit about how you tackle that aspect of the, of the benefits. Yeah, I, I think it's very, so it's kind of a cultural discussion at that point, a little bit, right? In an organization, you know, organizations have different cultures, right? Depending on on the business that they're in and, and who's working there, right? And yeah, if you're in the position of, you know, I'm the guy who's sort of a girl who's sort of decided that we need a BI portal, right? And, and I'm selling it internally, right? I, I've made that decision probably, you know, from one of two perspectives. One is best case scenario, everyone's knocking on my door from the business and the exact team's knocking on my door saying, hey, super frustrated. We can't get the information we need. We need it, right? You know, what's your answer to this, right? That, that's quite an easy sell at that point, right? If you can convince them that the BI tool is the, uh, the BI portal is the answer, then, you know, you just have to communicate that value as we've been talking about, prove to them mm-hmm. that it's going to change their way, you know, change their life in terms of consuming BI, you know, probably go through some sort of proof of concept to that so they can buy into it and you're, you're off to the races, right? You know, in, in other cases, it may be, you know, maybe the business has kind of given up, right? Uh, because we've been given these broken promises over, over the last decades. And so they're not complaining, but they're hurting. Right. In, in that case, it becomes more of a, a sell where you have to go out to the business, right? And, and again, convince them that there's a new way of doing things and, and, and get them on board from that perspective, right? So it, it's a subjective, you know, I can get access to data easier, right? But they have to buy into that, right? I, I think we're beyond the having to um, communicate the value of data anymore. 
right? I think most organizations inherently know mm -hmm. that if they have better data, it would improve the business. So I, I think it's just more about the the subjective, you know, um, aspect of you know a BI portal is going to make that easier, right? And, and somehow proving that through through the sales process. The other thing I'd say is, you know, if you are trying to get this into your organization, a lot of companies these days have sort of enterprise initiatives going on, right? The digital transformation mm -hmm. initiative, right? And that all means something slightly different in, in different companies, but looking at those initiatives and seeing where you can kind of tag on to solve certain parts of that initiative with a BI portal, if that's the case, um, you know, that can be a foot in the door with the, with the management team to saying, okay, you know, I can't solve all of this, but, you know, here's, here's how we can solve these pieces by bringing a portal on and again, prove it to them. Um, so again, you know, no hard numbers there, but a subjective discussion around tying on to what the business is doing at that point in time. Yeah. I think it's interesting as you, as you were talking about this, it, it occurred to me that, you know, to, to measure the, the like overall satisfaction level and engagement level uh, it, it's one of those problems that's, that's, uh, you know, that, that's, that's simple, but not easy. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that you're, it's, you can send out a survey right. you know, to your community broadly and find out what level of satisfaction do they really have with BI and ask hard hitting questions. You know, can you find the reports that you're looking for? Um, are you find the data is reliable? Do you know which, which reports have reliable data? Right. How, how much time do you spend looking for things? The problem is that for many IT organizations, it takes courage to do that, right? You, in, in doing that, you now have to come to terms with the fact that you maybe are, have lower engagement than you believe as an IT leader or as a BI leader is in place today and that there, and there's some warts there that have to be addressed. Yeah. So I think it's it just many ways, if you are willing to do that, then you can absolutely baseline. And then you can say, okay, if we, you know, and then, and then you can put, you have to put your neck on the line in this regard. You're not saying I'm going to increase, uh, you know, sales by 5%, but you say, well, you know, I'm going to move the overall satisfaction level that people have with BI from a 30% to a 70% or something like that. Right. Yeah. So it takes courage to do that. But if you're willing to do that, I think that can be a very compelling message to senior management. Yeah. And I would uh, absolutely. And I would say as well, right. Um, yeah, I think historically you've probably been able to hide a little bit behind the numbers, right? Um, and, you know, just not report them, right? I think in the current economic climate that we're seeing, right, you know, uh, you kind of have to have the courage because someone's going to come down at some point and say, justify this million dollars you're spending on BI, right? It, it's got to happen. It's happening across software stacks in, in organizations, right? So, yeah, I think most companies are going to have to address it at some point, right? And so looking at those engagement numbers, that satisfaction score, right, is, is you're going to have to do it, I think, in, in a lot of cases. Um, you mentioned at the beginning, when we kind of take you back a little bit, uh, about how important it is to get business sponsorship, yeah. right, and you're going. Uh, clearly, you know, you only get one shot to make a first impression, and, you know, the success that you get out of that first a group that maybe that you that you bring on to, when you justify and when you start working working with it is, is is very important to foster a broader success. Talk a little bit about sort of what are the characteristics of that business sponsor that make it a, a you know particularly good. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I think it's 
it's it's looking at people who are who are sort of hungry for data right i i think you know we mentioned before the best case scenario is people knocking on your door saying they're frustrated and you know they they, they want more data right even if that's not the whole organization there's probably pockets in the organization who are who are thinking that right so you know, getting people on board who want to change the paradigm who want better access to information who know you know, that if they had this data at their fingertips and could easily find the right reports and trust them and, you know, all the stuff we've been talking about, you know, um, that, that it would be better for them, you know, then, you know, selling them on, on the, on the paradigm early is and, and getting them bought into a sponsorship of it is, is key, I think. So people who are hungry for data, who are pretty data driven today, but who also have the frustration. I think, you know, they're, they're the easy people to, to convince, you know, the people who've sort of given up on data and kind of, you know, flying by the seat of their pants almost are, are difficult to sort of pull back into the mix early until you've got some proof points across the organization. So basically not, the not jaded and unjaded yeah. group and the yeah. folks that are maybe a little bit more forward leaning, a yeah. little more uh, um, interested in actually f transforming their organization yeah. and open to that. Fixing the problem. Fixing the they're problem. They're interested in fixing the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I think that that's right, exactly right. And it's so critical to find their, to basically set the tip of the arrow with that group. Um, and that way you can get them to buy into the vision. You can get them to partner with you when you're pitching to senior management. And uh, that that can be a, a powerful forcing function. To, to and I mean, in some cases, you know, we see the business having to stump up the money for, for a project like this, right? If you're buying software to support it, right? So obviously, you know, that's going to involve pulling in different business units to put budget forward for that, right? So yeah. it might be convincing other people to pay. It might be, hey, you know, this is worthwhile me paying for for myself. Yeah, I, I think the other thing, I, I think you touched on this earlier, but I would just add to it. You, it's important to think about the fact that you, there's a, whenever you're selling anything, any idea, right? It's all about storytelling. Right. And so to the extent that you can find a business partner, they can, they can tell a very specific and compelling story. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that is very helpful so that you, right. you, yeah, sure. You've got the ROI, you've got the business case calculation, you've got a bunch of intangible benefits. You got, if you can get a, a, someone to step up and say, look, I've got this situation where, you know, this folks in my the stores, I'm a retailer, they can't get the information they want. I'm finding that they're spending this amount of time. You know, you've got a, a very detailed story and say, if I, if I have a solution that'll, that will enabled me to do this, then, then it, it was going to be a, a step up function for me. Right? Yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. I think that's key. Um, as you think about business case beyond ROI, making it specific to your organization, I, th I think is key, right? So. Yeah, and hopefully maybe in some future episodes, we'll, we'll get some of our, our customers on and talking about some of the things that they're doing specific to their, uh, their industry and their use cases. That, that sounds great. And I think we, we, uh, we welcome everyone that's listening uh, to, uh, to take a look at the resources that, that Mike discussed that are, will be linked to the show notes uh, and basically take advantage of those. Again, you know, this is, they're all applicable, whether you are building something completely from scratch, whether they're using a technology like ours, it really doesn't matter. It's the same sort of motion that you've got to go to to be able to make it make an initial successful. And, and so we yeah, the, the justification of, of a technology purchase is a is a small part of it, right? It's yeah. it's it's the buy into the paradigm shift that we've been talking about. 
thanks for joining us on this on this first episode. Um, you know, we'll be uh, releasing these every uh, every couple of weeks and and sort of take you through the journey. Now that we've justified our project <laughs> around how we uh, how we make it successful moving forward, and, uh, and we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. You can access it by YouTube and LinkedIn as well, and all the podcast uh, subscription services. And we look forward to sharing more information with you. Thank you for joining us.